This week's show is brought to you by Beetroot Pro. Beetroot Pro is a supplement for athletes that helps increase blood flow and improve athletic performance. We'll be reviewing this on the show over the next couple of weeks as we uh, are taking it regularly. And um, we'll be giving you an update on our times and, and how much it's helped us with our training and stuff like that. So stay tuned. So check out beetrootpro.com or check out their Instagram page, Beetroot Pro. Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind, yes it's fine, come kick it with me in my imagination, in my imagination, well sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me sometimes and I'll find that my mind climbs higher than it should climb on my imagination. Welcome to episode 44 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. Um, myself, Wooly, the Spartan Sparling in the house, and Fraser currently. Yep. How's it going, boys? Good. Good, mate. Nathan will be jumping in at some point, but he's out wrestling horses in the paddock. Yeah. What time do you boys get up to watch the footy this morning? I got up 20 past four and then drove out to Stanford. To our mate's house. And yeah. There was a few of us out there watching it, all English. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, well, they weren't sitting in the end. We were just standing in the <laughs> kitchen, <laughs> especially when Kane had his second penalty. And then, uh, yeah. I didn't get up, especially for it. I just woke up and found it on the on the um, the TV and started watching. A lot I did of people. Say I wasn't going to watch this year because I'm just so sick <laughs> of being heartbroken. But... <laughs> You end up getting sucked in and watching the games anyway. But a lot of people must have watched it though, like heaps of bloody um the locals because they a lot of them didn't run this morning. The ones that did were drowning their sorrows just to yeah, just to run after the defeat, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know me and um uh Fraser watched that Mike Thurston, Steve. Yeah. He's that gym guy on YouTube. I don't know if you watched his videos, phrase of him at the World Cup. Yeah, he went, he went over there, didn't he? Yeah. Just yeah. only an hour flight from Dubai. Look, to Doha. Looks so fun, hey? Oh, Just yeah. So fun. These have got some crowds, eh? Jeez. Yeah, well, like 80,000. They got like, because um, <clears throat> Doha is only a small city, isn't it? Um, so there was like, wasn't it? We was trying to buy tickets, but you could only buy one ticket. For someone else, you have to actually buy, buy your own, um, because there's like police and all that can't handle like too many people because it's only a small city, so it could get overrun with tourists and you know all the drinking and stuff and everything. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was overrun with tourists anyway because there's that, all these like out of the stadium like bit, watching like areas and that. Yeah, yeah, like pretty out of control. Yeah. Looks fun. Yeah. Looks so fun. Yeah, the in four years' time, the World Cup's in America, so yeah. it's my fiftieth birthday. Oh, that would, man, that'd be good to go to America. Oh, go there and then just pop, 
popped to Vegas for a couple of days. Where whereabouts <laughs> in America? Oh, it's, it's in America, Canada, and Mexico. Yeah, it's like the three countries are sharing, but I'm not sure where, what cities. Um, it'd probably be LA, I reckon, Miami, those sort of places. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Any um good training being getting done? Oh, yeah. I'll go first because I've done nothing. I I ended I ended up having COVID this week, so I've done. I've only done one run. I jogged about 4K and then that was going to be me sort of starting off again. That was at the end of the week. And then I've just been like, just couldn't be bothered since. <laughs> I've just been like just chilling at home, doing nothing, swimming in the pool. Big plans too. You're sort of building up to that 80K mark too, weren't you? No, so frustrating. But I just decided next week I'll start again. And um like I went for a jog, I run like 4K and all I did that for was to just sort of monitor my heart rate and it kept reasonably low. So yeah, I think that's a good sign. I'm not like experiencing any long-term effects from it. But yeah, I had a couple of pretty shit days and then I was pretty much all good. Like a little bit of um, fatigue sort of ongoing. Yeah. But yeah. So, when, so from when you actually first felt crappy you only, you only took a couple of days to actually feel okay again was it yeah yeah and i really credit that to my fitness and health like i really look after myself and i think that's why I sort of yeah. bounce back so quick but i did a gym session in the morning on the saturday and then i went to a then i ran 10k at like lunchtime and then i went to a 40th birthday party and when i drove home that night I was unloading all the bags out of the car and I was, couldn't stop shivering. Yeah. And, and I thought, oh, you know, it's because I've, I'm not used to lifting weights. Like what I've done, like that F45 stuff's like quite um, more of like circuit training. Yeah. And um, I thought, oh man, I'm just in a world of hurt with like, you know, doms. But <laughs> I woke up on um, Sunday morning and I was like, nah, man, I'm definitely sick with something here. And then, um, yeah, Monday... I think I tested on Monday or Tuesday or something, and it just went instantly positive. Yeah. <laughs> like by the time I put the third drop on it, I could already see the two lines coming up. It was pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah. just just coming off your breath, mate. You were cl- close to the test, and then as you're breathing on it, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's frustrating because it wrecked a whole week of training, but and I've had to have a week off work right before Christmas, which is shit because now i've got to go like the clappers to catch up again but i'll yeah. um i'll manage it'll be all good be interesting to see how your fitness bounces back because up until this point you you haven't really got sick enough to say you had covid it's just been a cold or whatever eh? yeah and man i was tracking so well like that thursday um that thursday afternoon i did 15k with like five minutes easy uh, sorry 5k easy 5k at under four minute Ks and then 5K cooled down. And I remember after that, I felt like I was feeling strong and I thought, man, I'm not far off getting back to being completely fit here. Yeah. And then bang, get hit with another hurdle, but it's all good. I'll, um, I'll bounce back over Christmas and um, get ready to go for it next year. What about you, Fraser? You done any running? Yeah, I've run, uh, I've run Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, I went for a run Wednesday evening on out on the road. Uh, Thursday, went to the gym and just did a run at the gym. Friday, 
went out for, uh, I don't know, did about nearly 8K, I think, about 8K run out in the sort of local sort of a trail. It's pretty flat, like near where I live. And then um, I went to the gym that day too. And then um, Saturday morning, got up and did part run, uh, which is all right. I was only going to take it steady. It was a solid day too. He did nearly 10k. Yeah, yeah. So it was right. Yeah. Uh, um, feeling a bit. I wasn't going to go to the gym, but I just felt knackered. I was. <laughs> it did me in Saturday morning. Yeah. Getting up early and that, and then I wanted to get up early this morning and watch the watch the football. But um, my wood told me I'd only like 14% recovered from yesterday, like today. So I just went to the gym earlier, did a workout there, just did a little run on the treadmill. That's about it. It's probably been me for the week. Mate, is that me. that thing you've got there? Is that what that th- Mike Thurston wears? I see him wearing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, a lot of people wear them. Yeah. Um, that tells you like what how much strain you've done for the mm. day, and then once you've had your sleep and all that, and how much you've recovered, and how much you slept, and and all that type of thing, and how much sleep you need, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, the newer Garmin's do that. My Phoenix does that. Is it? Yeah, he tells me I'm not having enough sleep, and if sleep's been your your recovery time has been adjusted, and like if I do like a big run and not having much sleep, it always says pushes it out another day or something. So yeah. on like on like a big run, if you did like 20k and it says you need 30 30 hours recovery, if you have a shit sleep, it'll push it out to 40 40 hours, and like it resets again. It just says you haven't slept enough, so we're gonna push it out to 40 instead of 30. You have mm. a 24 hour break, and then it pushes you out to 40 the next day. So it's crazy. Yeah, because so according to mine, it's like a 14% recovery today from yep. yesterday. And I wasn't even recovered even yesterday. Yesterday was even worse than that. Yeah, I haven't been sleeping that well because I've been getting up early and stuff, watching the football and all that. But even like washing the car today was like 9.6 strain yeah. like on my body. Then I went to the gym, so now I'm up to 11 strain. Um and it's telling me not to go above 12 today. Then to get a, <laughs> how much sleep I need tonight is, uh, yeah, last night I had over an hour of REM sleep. But it's telling me, like, tonight I need uh, about 10 hours sleep. Get to bed early. <laughs> yeah, I'll be it's a, early. Yeah, it's a cumulative though, eh? So if you don't recover fully, yeah, that's it, yeah. the next workout. So you that's, just get... That's so yeah. Basically, at some stage, you need to have a rest to catch up properly. Yeah, yeah you're good though, because it gives you an idea. Sometimes you sort of think, ah, oh, you know, you feel knackered and that, like, you know, should I go out for a run or not? But this sort of basically would say, well, you're probably better not off going for a run, save yourself, and then have a rest day and then run tomorrow. Mm. So, what about you, Sparling? How's your hip going, mate? I'm pretty good. I was saying a phrase yesterday. Um, it's it's probably above ninety five percent recovered. I can still feel it's there, but doesn't really doesn't really sort of. I don't notice it for most things, but on the longer shifts at work, I notice today like carrying things, and I think my body just fatigues over like ten hours or or whatever. But we were talking yesterday after every hard run I do, like a, a hard park run. The next day is awesome, but all the the other day seems to tack on. It slowly gets worse every time I do like. Like on Tuesday, I did a tempo run. Felt awesome for Wednesday. And then Thursday, you could feel it again. And then Friday, I did a, a low HR run. So, yeah, like, um, probably like 9K or something. 50 minutes, so yeah, 9K. And then 
it sort of slowly builds up again until I do that hard run again. So Fraser is saying, yes, they may be striding out is actually building, you know, building muscle and, and it's like almost like a strength training almost for your hips. So basically every time I do a hard run, it's, it's almost fixing it. You know what I mean? By giving it the whole full motion of the stride, which is the issue, I guess. So yeah, mm. I don't like, end up doing almost 55k i was only 40 meters short of 55k this week and did a good trail um out at bullocky's rest where everyone knows where that is out at, out at um the dam at um pine rivers there and with a few guys today sam was one of the guys he's the one that we did the review on during the week for the gc50 he come oh, along yeah. for a, for just a he's probably the biggest hit out he'd done like a shorter run early in the week just to make sure everything worked on tuesday or wednesday and then today had another run, so he goes, felt awesome just to get out and do some sort of distance. And that, that was pretty much his first trail run for a while, too. He bought a pair of shoes. And Hoka had a half price sale. He got a pair of um shoes, so he was happy to get out and have a hit out. Jeez, he's a fit bugger, eh? Mate, those interviews have been great. Mind okay. you, stay tuned. We've got new Bowker. We saved the best for last. She's on the end of this episode. But um, if you haven't checked them out, okay. check out Karen Miller and Sam. Sparling interviewed them about their um, experiences with the GC50. Bloody good to listen to, eh? Yeah, they're just a, a few local people. So just from where we are in the Moreton Bay region. But uh, I know speaking to them beforehand, they're all sort of trying to break that. I guess for a marathon like you, Steve, you wanted to break three hours. And a lot of people at the 50K mark, they want to break four hours. I know Peter Lewis is one of those guys from the Striders. Yeah um karen um sam definitely he was 408 last year so four hours and eight minutes and he wanted to definitely go on, oh two years ago sorry he definitely wanted to fix it this year and get under with his great year he's had his pb at all distances which you'll hear in the, the podcast um about him but um yeah and then new she's she missed out on the bloody Australian record last year by two minutes and 11 seconds so that was her second attempt so this being a third attempt she's obviously going well so we'll talk about that later i guess but yeah i had a pretty good week i'm feeling really good today i've done a bit of yard work after the run seemed to have pulled up fine from this morning so i'm pretty happy i'm slowly building you remember your little graph of how you got your you got um your in injury steve and it slowly declined right down to the worst point and now i'm on my way back up again so i think a few yeah. runs before i had my hip injury i was about 70 something k so i got 55 today so i'm back on the way up again what you want to see, eh? That Strava graph just moving yeah, <laughs> slowly upwards. It's just the stat thing, you know? You like to look and see that you're progressing, so pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, should we go through some of the results from the weekend? There's been a couple of races. Yep. Um, we had the Pinnacles Classics, um, which was won by uh, Aiden Hobbs. No surprise there. Uh, second, Yeah. Second place was Brett Batchelor, and third was Scott Walker. Must be a real common name that I know a couple of Scott Walkers. Um, uh, the females was won by Jane Hoskin. Uh, second was Zoe Madden, and third place was Libby Panisi. Um, and then also we had the the Southeast Queensland Trail Running Series. Uh, round four today was at Bayview. Not sure where that is. Do you know where that is, Steve? I think we missed one. I think it's Pomona was today. Pomona. Okay. Yeah, Pomona. 
Oh, it says congratulations to all winners of round four at Bayview. Oh, sorry. That yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Just that, it's just that the same people have won the event. So yeah. That's where I've been confused. But yeah, I can't. Um the entries aren't up yet. But that was won by Arvi Singh. The short course was won by Arvi, one of the striders. But yeah, unfortunately the results aren't posted, so can't read those ones out. He's smashing it, eh? I think he's won th- three of those five races and got second, I think. Yeah, he's won nearly so, yeah. all of them. Um, just improving every every week. But he just doesn't have any time off. Like, he's just so consistent. Yeah. And that's the secret to uh, his, his success. Plus the fact that he weighs about 57 kilos. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he must fly over those trails. Yeah, yeah. As his coach, I think Chris Chris Warhan posted something today on his um Insta, which is pretty cool because um he said he, he gave him a pretty good um write up saying Arby's like developed so quickly um in the last few years that he's been coaching him. It won't be too long before Arby sees Chris in his rearview mirror all the time because he's going to be a lot quicker than Chris. He reckons. Yeah, unfortunately yeah. for Chris. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about that at the uh, Striders Christmas party, and um yeah. We're saying that, like, Arby just gonna is he gonna be so quick soon that there's gonna be no, um, there'll be no catching him. Does he still do road races or was he? Yeah, still, yeah. Oh, he's, he's just still. doing. He's just yeah. doing a bit of everything until sort of next year. Yeah. Nathan Barden has just joined the chat. Yeah. How old is he? Out yeah. in the field somewhere. Not in the paddock, mate. Charles, what are you doing? Okay. Oh, fencing. Getting those bad boys in. Oh, nice. I'm in 900 feet. Do the horses knock them over? No, it's just the fencing uh, is not high enough, really, and they're, they're pushing their heads over it. And eat. The grass is always greener on the other side, so they're eating it on the other yeah. side. So, um, it's just uh, put this in, and this is all bent anyway from the flood, so it's digging holes. And post old digger. And uh, yeah, getting it done. You don't much running this week, Nath. I saw on your Strava that you'd run some really picturesque beachside location. Oh somewhere. yeah, it was difficult because I was down in Sydney and it was a bit of um, bit of time. It was time dependent, you know. So I was getting them in where where I could, and then managed to get a quick like eight uh, k running before we went out for the evening, and then. Uh, in the morning, just a 5k run before we had to leave and all that sort of stuff. I've done 34. I was meant, I'm meant to be doing another. I've done actually, I've done what I've done 36. I'm meant to be doing 14 to finish the week off to the 50, but I might only just get another 10 in tonight. It'd be good if you do anything after working all day. Oh, mate, it's been hot. Eh? I've, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm just, I'm definitely going to go, even if I just do two laps around the block. Um, yeah. And that. I'll get it. I'll get it done. But um, yeah, park run was good yesterday. We had a good, uh, good turnout. I can. Fraser's there. Ooh. Yeah. Very often, but I get there. And then uh, it was good actually because it was running, warming down with your dad. Actually, I ran a bit with your dad, and I was. It was funny because I was. All right, at the start. I said, "Oh, it's really muggy in it," and your dad didn't say anything. And then at the end, he was like. There you go. Oh, it's really muggy, isn't it? And he goes, I just don't have enough breath to talk. So he's thinking, he said, he's thinking to himself, oh, just shut up. 
<laughs> and uh, but it's good though because when we were warming down, like we're chatting away, and it's just like you know, 30 years ago when we all used to run together, and then when you were back in 98, 20 odd years ago, we used to run together and chat and that. So yeah, it's like old times. It's good running with your dad. He's always got. We've always got something to talk about. You know. Did you so, um, watch that that cross country I sent through from Mark Hookway? Yeah, that, the, yeah, I that, yeah. Love to uh, go back and do one of them races just for like old time's sake. And the uh, this weekend was the uh, Southern Cross Country Championships as uh, oh, at cool. Parliament Hill. Oh, again. awesome! Yeah, that they do like. If you forget, you sort of forget how far you used to run back then. As a then, it's like fifteen uh, k. So you used to do nine mile, like cross country. It's a long way, man, it's over lot, them hills like, and shit. Yeah, 15K, you sort of think. You forget how far you actually did run not for these races. Back on to, um, sorry, back on to the subject of new Balka, Steve. Yeah. The, um, do you want to go through her, um, like, list of achievements that you were talking about before we went live? Yeah, so we got into a discussion. Uh, like, obviously, you're going to hear her, her results from this year, but we got into a discussion um, after I interviewed her about whether she was um, went almost pro, but she said no. She used to, uh, back home when she was in South Africa, in and out of school, she did a little bit of, um, in the high school years, she sort of did a bit of cross country and a bit of track for fun at school. And, and um, in South Africa, the equivalent she never got beyond districts so if that's the equivalent of something here she never got beyond that so um after high school she got a springbok colors so national south african colors and um for modern biathlon so 1k track run and then 100 meter swim but um but could not compete internationally because of the sports sanction against south africa when the apartheid was on um so basically she ventured into road running at university and got some casual podiums and things like that. Um, her big break for running um, was in 1999 um, at the London Marathon when she ran two hours 44. Wow. So in that same, at the same time in the same year, so she ran a 36-minute 10K and a 77-minute half marathon. Um. But then she, in 2001, so a couple of years later, she got a hamstring industry, uh, injury, which sort of debilitated her and she took a break. And then when she moved to Australia, she got to Tassie. Um, I think she says that she basically um, dabbled in a bit of running, but um, not long after that, she fell pregnant. So she took an 11-year hiatus from running completely. Um, and then didn't really come back to running until 2002, where she uh, started back at North Lakes Park Run. There's a fellow there, an older fellow. His name's Ron Vines. I'm pretty sure you know him. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, I think he's done some pretty decent runs in the past himself, and he's a coach as well, I think. Mate, he's like a sub-230 marathoner in his day. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. And anyway, he obviously knew a bit about her statistic-wise and basically she's come back to park run after her past life of running where she got quite quick at everything as a 22, 23 minutes park runner. And and he was just sort of in her ear going, come on, you got to sort of go faster. It was a struggle, she said, but um, after his encouraging comments, 
um, she decided that she'd push on and, and get back into running. And, and basically at 40, um, I think in 2022, she's based, uh, yeah, 2002, sorry. She's basically post 40. Um, she's just basically cleaned the slate and she's got her past life, even though the records and her runs are still there. She's decided to start a clean slate and her, she set some goals for a sub 40, 10 K a sub 90 half and a sub three full marathon. So, so this is obviously back in 2002. So she's at this stage, she's 42. Um, she says that her first on a third attempt at a marathon, um, in 2019, she got sub three, sub three. So, and if we, um, this year she got, uh, 255, I think at the Gold Coast marathon. Yeah. So anyway, so this year has been an unreal, a bloody unreal run for her. She's like, um, basically as a master's athlete in the women's 50 category. So 50 to 54, she's taken out five. I think maybe five she's got the 10k road run um she has the which she's um taken out she's got yeah so that's um oh she's she's got the 10k track in 39 15 this year which is a new queensland masters record she's got the 5000 track at 1838 um she has the gc 50 um just gone which is i got to try and bring it up i've lost the hang on a sec but that that the gc 50 is like a world best time isn't it but it's just it's, waiting to be like certified yeah it's up it's just, just got to get certified they got to basically for her to achieve that she wasn't allowed to have a male pacer she could have a female pacer and wasn't allowed to have anyone help on the track it all had to be all under her own um you know so basically she's running she's got to do her own gels she's got to have her own waters and everything like that she can't have anyone pass it to her so it's all done professionally so basically you just got to, um, she just had to do it without any help really. So, so she got the 10,000 meters. Um, yeah. 39, 15, um, on the road runs the half marathon. She's picked up this year, a one hour 24. So there's an 84 minute half marathon in the marathon. She picked up two hours, 56, which is the Gold Coast. Sorry, I was wrong. I said 255, it's 256. And in the 10K road run, she picked up 38.55, so just slightly quicker than the 10K track. Wow. Pretty crazy, yeah. And I think that, I think late last year, just before the end of the year after GC50 last year, she picked up a um, park run PB, which is like 18.26 or something. So that oh, she said that was the first one for a long time. So you're running so well. And such a great lady. She's always smiling. I think someone... His name's Andrew Southwell from, he's one of the original park run directors that's now not, but he still runs there. Um, he calls her the smiling assassin because even it's very hard to tell whether she's in a lot of pain and pushing hard or whether she's just having a great time. Yeah, a bit like Kip Chuggy, eh? Yeah. Always looks like she's smiling. Yeah, she's always happy. But um, yeah, such a great person just to interview. Um, and then she has a couple of really good straight, great stories about her training this year where she picked up a training partner. So that's pretty cool. Um, so we'll dig into that when we play the tape, I guess. Yeah. Anyone else got anything they want to talk about? No. Nah. Should we just roll into the interview? I think so. Yeah. Good shit. All right. We'll, um, we'll catch us next week. Enjoy the interview with new and, um, 
stay safe, stay away from that nasty COVID, everyone. <laughs> and we'll um, we'll catch you next week. Have a week. Cheers, guys. Cheers. See ya. See you, boys. New Belka, one of Queensland, if not the best, Southeast Queensland Masters athlete, um, competed at the GC50 um, on the weekend. Um, it's her third attempt at this. I think we'll dig into that a bit later. She picked up podium and a couple of little records on the way. We'll um, get New to tell us what they are. Um, good morning, New. Welcome to Eat Sleep Run Repeat. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> a few days after the GC, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling surprisingly pretty good, thank you. And pulled up yeah. all right? Yeah, I have. It was a very yeah. hard race. Um, okay, first we'll get the time out of the way. Everyone knows you had a really good race this year at the Gold Coast with a PB. Um, and what was that so time for that the GC Marathon? For the GC Marathon? Yep. Or the 50? Um, the, we'll start with the marathon. Oh, so. the marathon, I did a three, oh, sorry, two fifty six fifty six. So I was hoping for a sub three. Yep. And... Um, yeah, I was stoked with that. Stayed okay. with the three-hour balloon up to 30-odd and then yeah. had some more in me and, yeah. Yeah, and you went really, for it. Yeah, really went for it at the end there, yeah. um, crossing the line. You always got a smile on your face. It's hard to tell whether you're like pushing yourself to the limit or really just enjoying the runs, probably you're both. <laughs> so, okay, so then a little bit of recovery and then you've decided to dig back into the GC50 Ultra for the yeah. third year in a row. Um, tell us how that went. What was your time? Oh, for that was three hours, 38 14 seconds. Yeah, and that was a podium placing? It was. It was a third, so that was a big bonus. I hadn't, the whole thing for me was to run to time. It yep. was a very calculated race and it was to run to time. And coach had said, just let the girls go. And I said, oh, I'm not worried about the girls. I'm just going for my time. Yeah, so the time was to actually achieve something this year that you just missed last year. Last year was your second attempt. You missed on an age record as a, as a, um, in the category that you're in, you missed by how, how much was that? By two hours, 11 seconds. Uh, two minutes, 11 seconds. Two, was it? Yeah, two minutes, 11 seconds. Yeah, and your time last year, what was that? Oh, it was 3.44 and some change. Yeah, so basically you've turned that deficit into a positive three minutes ahead of that um, record. So what was the record you actually picked up? Um, I got the Australian age group record for women 50 to 54 for 50Ks and that had sat at um, three hours 41.51, and I think it had stood from 1994. And Lavinia Petrie held it, and she is still running remarkably well in her old age. Yeah. Yeah. And as a bonus, you you looked up before the GC um, 50, and you also found there was something else that you could acquire that weekend. If you took out one, you got both. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. So I managed to get with that the world age group record as well they call it a world age group best performance yep um and yeah so that Lavinia Petrie held that record as well with the same time so I hadn't realized that in the years before when I turned 50 in the COVID year 2020 um I set myself oh, I thought oh let's do a 50 I've turned 50 um and then I sort of like very competitive with myself looked up well oh, let's see what the age group record is yeah um and what was your time that year for your first ultra the first one was four oh four hours four yeah so i'd worked out i needed to i sort of set that as a goal i thought having run um i think i'd run a sub three then yeah i thought you know that's like 
or four 17-16s a pace and for that time I had to do four hours 27, yep. four minutes 27 yep. pace. I thought, yeah, that should be doable. It's only another 8Ks. Um, how's, that, how's that go after running marathons, finding that extra oh, 8K? It was tough. It was tough. And actually on the day, it was a really hot day and really windy. So I adjusted my goal and thought, thought okay, just take it your first 50. It's not likely you're going to get the record today. Yep. I thought set out at sort of 440s rather. Yeah. And um, yeah. Oh, it bit me big time in the last 10Ks. Yeah. You mentioned um, that year you were coaching yourself. So you basically did your own training plans um, and yeah. went through the marathon training as well as this training for the first GC50. So what happened the next year? So if you go back to 2021, you picked up a coach. Yes, I um, I called Benita um, Willis of Lace Up Running. Yep. Um, during the COVID time, she had just started up Lace Up Running and they'd had some ISO challenges on. Oh, where okay. Each week you had to do 5K hard or um, biggest mileage in the week and they sort of, you, you entered and submitted and each week they'd have a winner. And if you accumulated the most points over sort of five weeks, you got a free year's coaching with her. Um, I, didn't, I didn't get that, but um, just sort of got to know her and... Um, I'd also seen her a few times with girls around this town. She'd come out and chatted to the girls and I just, she was just so down to earth, so encouraging to, you know, just all the women, didn't matter how fast you were in that, she was just yep. amazing. I just liked her whole attitude and everything. Um, so I gave her a ring, had a chat to her and um, I didn't know if I could, if we could afford it right then. And anyway, she offered me to be on the Lace Up Elites. Yep. Brought me on as that and gave me Tennille Ellis as a coach. She was just starting out with them as a coach. Um, and I just thought, right, I'm just putting all my faith into to Tennille. And we, um, yeah, it was really great. Yeah, was, so last year was a great year anyway, but this year... Um so yeah. under Tennille, she got me from a 404 down to a 344. 44. So yeah, yeah basically in a 20, a 20 minute, minute, yeah. 20 minute so increase in a huge improvement. So yeah, that built up my confidence. And on the pace too, that's a, a massive increase in pace over that distance too. So, yeah. um, so basically this year started out, um, I think I ran into you not long after your GC 50 last year and we had a little bit of a chat at North Lakes on a warm up. It was probably like maybe five or six Ks and we did a few loops and I just told you that I'd signed up for the Guzzler Ultra, which is the other end of the scale of doing trail running. Yeah. And I was pretty inquisitive about um, your nutrition and um, things like that. And I, I don't know if you'd done too many recovery runs because I, I follow you on Strava, one of the few lucky ones that mm. um, are in that little circle. And I really enjoy watching you run. So as soon as I realised you were back into it, I sort of wanted to know what was happening. And you said, oh, I'm going to go for it again this year. Yeah. And it's been a big year. You had a, a couple of really big training blocks into the GC50 um, and this one here. But... Uh, I just recently realised you had a new coach. Um, yes. And yeah. A bit more of aggressive um, look to your running this year. Well, um, it got to I had Tennille and um, did amazing at, at the Gold Coast Marathon. Yeah. Far exceeded my expectations. Yeah. So that was so, a PB as well. Yeah. 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 Well, an old age PB. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Done a two forty four in yeah. London. Oh wow. And when I was about twenty nine. Yeah. So yeah. I cleaned the slate when I turned, when I started back up running again. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I'd got all this confidence in her and we worked really well together as a team and had really developed this great friendship and, yeah. and training relationship. Um, it's all coached by distance, but yeah. yeah, we'd be on the phone now and again and um, visit her, visited her now and again. Um, and then with her work commitments and her own running, she decided to stop the coaching. Yeah. And um, just before Sunny Coast, um, which I'd which has also been another dream. I was selected for the Queensland team for the Sunny Coast Half Marathon. That's unreal. Um, so it's always sort of been a dream to try and make the top six as, as an older lady yep. <laughs> in the field. And um, so I did it this year. I just thought, oh, I'll just submit my Noosa half time and see what happens. And I think I was rather fortunate that City to Surf was on the same weekend. So yep. a lot of our top runners had popped down there and I, I hit the sixth spot. And there then go. got COVID. There you go. Yeah, which was, very, so I felt really bad. I got COVID then. Anyway, a week before the sunny coast, Tanil stopped the coaching and um, Benitez and Anthony said that um, I could transfer to Jane Fidel. I yep. didn't know Jane at all. Um, and I thought, fine, this is, this is all, I'll do that. And it, it was about a week and I, I thought, oh gosh, I felt so apprehensive. I just yep. suddenly felt everything was just going so well. Yeah. And I didn't know, Jane, it takes a time to get to know your coach and that. And I phoned Benita and just had a chat to her and just told her exactly how I felt. And Benita's just amazing. She, she said, oh, you just tell me how you feel. And, and she listened to me and she said, honestly, we've had, you know, they had been, other coaches had asked to come on board with them and they haven't necessarily said yes. They're very selective um, and they had 100% faith in, in Jane. Yeah. And after I got off that call, I was just, I was motivated. I thought, yep. And I knew I was going into it with the right attitude. Yeah. And um, so your mindset was basically now I know um, who's coaching me. Yeah. Sort of basically from the same group of people that, and they've done so well. You're basically heading into the Gold Coast Marathon now. Um, in a training 50. block, yeah. Yeah, and so I started that training block straight after. I had, um, Jane did my taper week for for Sunny Coast and I actually saw her and met her up there for the first time. And she just said to me, just trust, I know you've had COVID and that, but you've got that Gold Coast marathon in your legs. That'll get you through. Um, Mr. PB there by 10 seconds. I ran about four minute pace. And yes. I could not believe it because my training hadn't been showing that at all. So I thought, yep, she was right on that one because that came out of, <laughs> it must have only been the Gold Coast training in my legs that got me through that. Yeah. Um, and then we started on the next block, which was 16 weeks. Yeah. I had a few niggles and still recovering from the COVID. So the first two weeks, she was really cautious. She kept telling me, no, I want you to hold right back. She said, we're getting into a big block. You just, you just wait till the injuries and niggles have gone. And then we set to it. And I just listened to exactly what she said. Did that, they went, and then we, we hit. She hit it hard. Yeah, it was. And good. in the end, you had a really great result. So you picked up another podium. Yep. And a couple of records. So um, well done. Thank you. Somewhere along the way, um, you have a funny story. Um, you picked up a training partner. Um, I did. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tell us her name and and what what this little funny story <laughs> is. I, I read it somewhere and I had a little bit of a chuckle, but I'm yeah. sure everyone would love to hear it. Um. Oh, I think earlier in the year, about February, I noticed I was losing a few crowns on Strava. And, yeah, a couple um, of segments disappeared. So, so segments disappeared and oh, who's this? It's in North Lakes and that's, I looked up and it was Amy, Amy Brackenbury and she didn't have a photo on her <laughs> um, Strava. So I thought, oh, I'll 
look her up on Facebook, couldn't find any Amy Brackenbury on Facebook. And I was like, oh no, I really want to find this girl and maybe we can train together. Yeah. Um, so out in the mornings in a few runs, I saw some faster woman ahead and I'd pick up my pace and try and catch them and then run along with them for a while and then, you know, track up a conversation and then say, oh, by the way, are you Amy? And two women had to say, no, no, I'm, I'm not Amy. No, so, <laughs> I'm just trying my luck. Yeah, so yeah, just take a different approach. You found someone. Yeah. Well, fortunately, um, Amy went to a church that I used to go to and yep. we had a mutual friend there. Yep. And they had said, oh, you know, New used to run, you know, we know New and whatever. And she said, oh, I know New, but I'm too intimidated to say, to get to know her and whatever. Oh, okay. And, um, they said, oh, no, you'll be fine. Um, so we sort of, she connected me on Facebook and I found out she was actually Amy Louise, a second name on Facebook. That's how I hadn't okay. found her. And um, she said, oh, I hope you don't mind me contacting you, but Elaine has told me about you and um, we'd, I'd love to meet up. So yeah, we met up and we haven't looked back. We've yep. trained heaps together. We've done a lot of the training block together, I see. Yes. And um, there's yeah. a bit of a story too. So on the weekend, she um, helped you uh, in, do you want to tell everyone what, what happened there? Yeah, I was lucky um, that Amy's um, main race this year was the Melbourne Marathon. Yep. And she smashed her PB, got three hours three, and was stoked with that. She had entered the 50, but just ready to do 50K. She hadn't done it before. Yep. And so I asked her if she would perhaps run run it with me um, and help pace me. And I'd also thought of asking Solly. I really like Solly um, oh, okay, and I yep. run a bit together. And... Um, Solly unfortunately got COVID just before Melbourne yep. and so couldn't really commit to it. So, and Amy had offers to do the relay or just do the 25 and she didn't take up any, she said, no, I'm running it with me. She was fully committed to helping me out and pace, help me get the right pace. I'd found out I could never mail pace me or anything. So um, her goal was to run 25 with me yep. and then just hang on as long as she could. What, what, what kilometre mark did she make it to? About 32, I think. Yeah, that's and incredible. I was really fortunate because I'd say from 27 to 32 was a real rough patch for me. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I just didn't feel quite on top of it. Yeah, so having Amy there, what was your race plan? Okay, I'm going to go back to Parkrun two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you were tapering. And I said, to, I said to you at the end, I said, no, I said, what's your plan this year? And um, I said, last year, you did an easy 35, probably too easy is what you told me. And then you tried to hit the last 15, which negative split every kilometre right through to the final kilometre of the GC50. And you missed that that record by two minutes and 11 seconds. So, um, and you said to me, this year, I'm going to run at the pace for the record and then hopefully get the 42K marathon out of the way, which is slower than my marathon pace. And then hopefully have enough in the legs to, to go as hard as I can for the last eight. Yeah. Is that the plan you went with? It's exactly the plan I went with. Because yeah. on paper it looks exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. When you look at the when it you look was. at the Strava graph, you have ups and downs, but the, the average pace basically sits on right to the forty two K mark and then yeah. there's a little rise in the last eight kilometers are all sub four so minutes twenty pace. Yeah. yeah. It's unreal. I, I can't believe you said that to me <laughs> and then I looked at it and went, Well, that's incredible. So so yeah, Jane Coach said on this, she chatted to us on Saturday and she said, look, you really shouldn't be going under the 420 mark if it happens early on because you sort of, she said, just pull back a little bit in the next few, don't get stressed out about it, but really try and stay in that 420 to 425 bubble. And I'd said to Amy, look, if we hit a 430 now and again, we're not going to stress out, we just 
just yeah, just keep going. And um, the few faster ones are they just going downhill? Are they? I don't know. As you, because obviously momentum easily just picks up by itself when you're it running does. downhill. It's a natural and thing. Um, and there was a couple of quicker ones, but I wouldn't say yeah. they were too quick. Four seventeen or four eighteen here and but there. But that's what you end up doing at the and end anyway. So yeah, I think on the boardwalk we were um, sort of had to go single file. Yeah. And I said to Amy, "You go ahead," and yeah, Amy, Amy's. Jolly fast. She doesn't realise how good she realise how good she is. And now and again, I'd to say to her, "Hey, Amy, we don't have to pick it up that much." <laughs> she done a great time anyway. I know your time an hour thirty eight fourteen. She did uh, one forty nine flat. So yeah, three forty nine. Ah, three forty nine flat. So yeah. only yeah, yeah. only eleven so minutes. Her debut. Yeah. And yeah, she really sacrificed her run because she didn't. Well, I don't know. I reckon. I think she would have loved running her. with you because you did a yeah. big training box together. So yeah. And, I'm, um, I'm sure one day you might be able to pay her back too. So ah, we're going to run a sub three together next year. There you go. To get her that sub three, the Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah, that's go. the goal. So yeah, and those last five, um, yeah, Amy dropped off at about thirty-two. She'd had quite bad sciatica problems. Yeah. So it was really just that 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 just got really painful. She couldn't carry on at that pace. Yeah. I think cardiovascularly, she was fine to carry on at that pace. Um, and then. I was pretty, I think I saw my husband at the water point with about 10 to go. Yeah. I remember turning him and said to him, it's on. Yeah. <laughs> I think I knew then it's on. I still felt good. I had had moments of feeling, I, I used Morton as my fuel. Yep. And um, I've practiced even since Gold Coast 50 last year. Every, from the 10Ks, I have about 150 mils, 125, 150 mils in those soft flasks. Yeah. Of it made up the caffeine strong one. Yeah. So you don't um, use gels. You use uh, uh, the liquid. Fluid, the liquid, the liquid yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. So then I'm, you know, getting the fluid in and the other. I didn't. Yeah, the gels I didn't like. They just, just don't agree with you. Yeah. They just. They're I quite just, thick. Those Morton gels as they well. They are. Yeah. So. Um, I didn't find them very palatable, but I really liked the fluid. And so every five k's, I was taking that on. And I know in the k where I take it from and have to take it in, I felt almost a bit nauseous. Yeah. And then it would settle and the next four were fine. So it was really having to force it down and go through that yuck feeling. Yeah. Okay. And then I was fine. So it just shows the importance of having that fuel. And I said to him at that, it's, it's on. And I thought, oh, I picked up about 420s, 422s. And I thought, oh, you picked it up much more last year. And I thought about it. I thought, no, actually, this is what you were running last year at this yeah. time. So, yeah. And then sort of saw Jane with about five to go. And I think she actually thought I'd perhaps wasn't quite on target. I think the tracker wasn't quite right with the time. Oh, okay. Um, so she was basically following you on the tracking system, whereas yes. you're watching your watch. So yes. there could have been a slight yeah. difference. Yeah. And then she, yeah. she was so encouraging. She was just so invested in my run. It yeah. was amazing. Um, and I, I actually felt I could maybe have picked it up more. But you know, when you're on the verge of cramping, yeah. I feel it in my calf and my hamstring. And I thought, if I accelerate any more, it could just bite and grab. Yeah. And I've had that happen before, and then you're just stuck. You can't do anything. So we're almost down to your marathon pace at this stage. Almost. Yeah, almost. Um, yeah. At, past the marathon distance. So yeah. basically, it's, a, it's an unknown to push yourself that hard as well. So, yeah. so given the last 5Ks, what are you, what's going through your head when you know you're ahead of target? Um, and you only have five k's, and everyone sort of all all distances are calculating park run distance, aren't they? Like one park run to go, two park yeah, runs yeah, to go. Yeah, exactly. And you know you exactly only got five k to go. What yeah. what's thoughts going through your head then? 
just hold on just or, hold on just keep just, pushing i think it was don't cramp don't cramp yeah my biggest fear was the cramping and i wanted to obviously run as fast as i could and it was just trying to balance that and just hoping like crazy my yeah. legs would just hang in there um and not cramp they weren't feeling dead yeah. it was just that cramp feeling um so yeah um I don't know if I smiled as much in that section. <laughs> oh, you Actually, don't even know if I smiled. I said to Andrew Southwell, because you saw a picture of me smiling, he said, oh, it's a smiling assassin again. I said, I don't know if I smiled that much in that race. It was one of the, probably the most calculated, focused races I've ever done. Yep. And um, But looking at the race photos, I was smiling, and it looked like Amy was taking all the focus, and that she was <laughs> to keep the pace for me. There's um, a few hurt photos from her, I think. Yeah. Um, I saw some of the photos. Um, so yeah, I think that was the main thing. I think a big thing with Jane's training, I had done big sets on the Saturday, yep. adding up to um, probably about 38 Ks, like, and you know, warm up, then maybe one of the big ones was four lots of oh, five sets. Ks. Oh, sets of five yeah. at, at um, with, race pace. Yeah. yeah, race pace or quicker or getting quicker as you progress through them. So I knew I'd manage those at like 410 to 425s. And then on the Saturday, she on the Sunday, she had me backing up with not a lot, like maybe um, ten to twelve k's. Yeah. But probably at least six of those were tempo. Yeah. And and I was managing to get um, under four minutes a k on some of those after those big sets on the Sunday. So that really gave me the confidence to know I would have it in the back end. You guys um, that all competed in the GC fifty this year were pretty conditioned to the weather, and it didn't happen. Um, there was a lot of hot training weekends that you guys done in the last two months and then the weather guide seemed to have um, cooled it down that weekend just oh, gone. We were so lucky and it was so windy on Friday and Saturday and to not have that gale force yep. wind on the Sunday we were so fortunate. Um, you two got the water at the end um, near, did you have to go through the tidal Oh yeah, and first yeah, there and back on the first lap. Yeah, it, it dissipated. And, the and by lap. the second lap, the yeah, tide had yeah. disappeared. So, so yeah, there was more, a lot of wet shoes on that first lap. I guess so. Yeah, how, how did that affect you at all? No, Not it didn't. Really. No, no, it's always a worry that you might get blisters or something because you don't always train with wet shoes. Yeah, um, you did any training in the rain during that um, lead up, so you would have probably two runs. I think you would have done some running yeah. with wet shoes, yes. and sort of you, everyone knows that you, you just got to persist and keep going and, yeah. and trust the fact that you tie your shoes upright every time, and then that's how they they work. But um, I noticed also you um, running in different shoes this year. Yeah, I've always been a, a Nike girl. <laughs> yeah. So what's what's happened? You I got, don't know. That I I. You know, everyone's got the carbon-plated shoes, so yep. I wanted those, and I tried the vapor, vapor flies, yep. um, and and the alpha flies, and I just felt my ankle on the one foot just was never quite right when I'd run in them at, at pace. So, what shoe did you change to? You changed to an Asics, is yeah. it? What brand? Neil had just before Gold Coast got the um, um, Asics Metaspeed Skies. Yep. So I thought, oh. Um, I'll tr I'll give those a go. Yeah. Because it just felt like there was almost a bone out of place in my ankle each time I ran in in the mm. carbon plated Nike shoes. Yeah. Um, and I just felt immediately I was landing. They're perhaps not quite as spongy. Yeah. But I felt more stable. Yeah. I've sort of described it as I felt like I was landing with more foot on the ground. Yeah. And I suppose maybe it equates to stability. Yeah. So okay. for me. It suited me. I know others really excel with them. How the did you find the rocker in them? They, the they, Asics claim that they've got like a very oh, good rocker even, system. So they basically really, um, yeah. almost help you 
run basically faster. You know what I mean? I didn't. I didn't notice it as a huge change. Yeah. But I almost notice when legs are getting tired, I can almost change how I land in the shoe. Yeah. And the legs seem to get a bit of a, a break. So there's a basically a, a bit of a shoe upgrade helped as well. I guess uh, it all come together quite well. And I, yeah. I see Amy was twinning. She had the same shoes. Yeah, the on. same shoes. Yeah. Even yep. before Gold Coast, she did the mar- half marathon at Gold Coast. And it was the week before I lent her my pair of Meta Speed Scars to give a go, and she really liked them in a session. Yeah. And but then all her size was sold out. Yeah. And I'd sneakily bought two pairs. Yeah. So <laughs> I gave her my pair, and then she bought another pair and handed it back to me. Oh well. Wow. So you so, you've always been Nike, and now you're Asics, and you're finding the Asics nicer to run in. Obviously. Um, the Asics. I um I used to be an Asics girl before I had my ten year break with yep. the kids. Um, and then hadn't really got on with them when I came back to running. Yep. Got into the Nikes, and I've always trained in Pegasus. They're my staple. Yeah. And getting them at DFO at 70 bucks a shot is pretty good. Yeah, so the high mileage shoe is always the yeah, cheapest somehow. because for me, I can go through a pair of shoes in a month and a half. I've got 700 Definitely. Ks in them. So that was a big bonus. But now I've actually been just tried the Asics Nova Blasts. Yeah for my training shoe yep. and I'm enjoying them. I've been struggling a little bit with a heel, I think it's like a fat pad under the heel issue. Yeah. Um, just not in running, but afterwards it's really sore and I've just, we've just managed it. Yeah. Hasn't gone into anything full blown. And so I'm hoping maybe the more cushioned shoes in the Nova Blast will help with that. That's cool. Mm. So um, you picked up two podiums the last two years at GC50. Yeah. Um, do you want to try and go further and get that top Top of the the diocese, or yeah, or, or, or yeah. Um, what's next for you now? I've never been one to chase precision. I'm very competitive. Yeah. If it's there in front of me, I'll chase it. But yeah. It's never something I eye out. My art have got a, a record, but it's more me and what I can achieve in my time. Yep. So it's knowing what perhaps I'm capable of. So trying to keep a goal time or a record time realistic. And then just going for that. And that position is really a bonus. Yeah. So obviously it would be nice to yep. get that. Um, but I wouldn't say it's it's the big the big thing. Yeah. I'd rather do I'd rather run a good time than get a first on the podium. Are you gonna go again? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know what the next big goal is. I haven't come up with that yet. Yeah. But um something other than the G C fifty and Gold Coast Marathon, obviously, you've um, nailed those two this year. Um, there's, yeah, there's got to be something else it, out there. Uh, there will be something else there. I've still got to give it some some thought. Yeah, um, just something I got to put in the back of your mind. Now you're probably going to hold on to that Australian record for quite some time. I, I have in mind someone that might <laughs> might eventually get you that you've raced against recently. In last year, she um she won the GC50. Jess yes, Willis. Yes. I know she's oh. in the in the sort of just below the mid forties. Um, she's roughly my age. So maybe maybe in um another half decade or so when she breaks into the, the same age category as you, you'll be racing together again. Oh, we could be, yes. And then, um, yeah. maybe then we'll be she, on, won't it? yeah, it might be on. <laughs> she might, she might it. be able to push that Australian record. It could be something that she works towards in the next six or seven years. Yeah. So, I mean, but I think you, I think you're going to hold that for a little while now. Oh, thanks. I must say, um, yeah, Krishna Stanton. Yeah. Um, she's, she's, really inspired me this year she ran that 244 at london marathon oh and wow. she's in the age group above me yeah so absolute phenomenal <laughs> and it just um 
I mean, she's very talented and she's represented and done, you know, got a medals at the Commonwealth Games yeah. and stuff. Um, I'm not in that league, but just seeing that, what training can do in that, you, yeah, can't mm. put any limit on it no and just try and keep improving it's been a great yes. year actually you've um had a few pbs at parkrun i think you got a pb for parkrun this year or end of last year the end of last yeah. year was it oh yeah. i thought it might have been early earlier this year after you and i haven't really had a good hit out at it yeah i always used to do when i was coaching myself yeah okay but coaches now tend to use the parkrun as like a build run or just yep. a tempo run and they'll give me what to stick to and I just stick to everything the coach says. <laughs> yeah, this coach, Jane, had me four weeks ago. She said to me, you've got a big set on the Saturday. If you feel you want to rest on the Friday, rest. Monday's always a rest day for me. Yeah. And I thought, the Friday, I thought, oh, it was like an hour run. And I thought, my legs are a little tired, if I'm honest with myself. Yeah. Maybe I should just save it and give it my all on the Saturday. So I took that Friday off and nailed my Saturday session. Yeah. So from then on, Jane gave me the Friday off, and then I knew I had everything to give on the Saturday. Yeah. If I was coaching myself, I probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. Or I think some athletes might be nervous to do that. I think, oh. But I thought, you're just missing 10 easy Ks. That's all that was. It's not really gonna make that much difference. Rather, you know, if you hit your Saturday session hard and you, it builds your confidence and you're just gonna get that much more physiological benefit being able to pull out those bigger times and be on fresher legs. You missed out on the Sunshine Coast half marathon because of COVID, um, but... Oh, no, I did it. You, you did it. Did I did it, Sorry. yeah, yeah oh, I did what, it. What was the time there? I ran 84 minutes flat, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and so, I think I'd run 83.50 or something at Jetty to Jetty a few years before that. So it's very close to your um, It was, the pace. yes, and yeah. I'd say that was... I've had a couple of really tough mental races yep. this year. And that was one of them. Yep. I really had to hang on there. We had a big pack. I ran with the 84-minute balloon pack. Yeah. And that really helped. I would say there's probably even 15 of us in that pack. And running in that bunch, I think, got me that time. Yeah. Um, what is your all-time PB for that distance? I think I've run a, a 78 back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> I ran, yeah, I ran, I ran a lot before I had kids. Yeah. Um, so until I was about 30. Yeah. And I think the time I did the London Marathon in two hours 44, I probably was doing about a 36, 10K and about a 78. Half so this marathon. is all um, pre-30, is it? Yeah, yeah. So 30s, in, in your 20s, yeah. Yeah, 30s, late 20s. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a late bloomer. Yeah. Never, I always ran at school, just loved running, but I never really excelled at school. Like if we did inter-schools, cross-country, I'd come maybe 10th. Yeah. Or top 10 was a goal. Um, but I've always just loved running and yeah. Well, training. congratulations on your podium and the records. I'm, I'm sure you're still smiling. Thanks, Steve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm hoping the recovery. Oh, reliving, the, reliving the moments now. I'm like ho hoping the recovery just continues and, and you come back faster and better than you were this year. Um, next year, I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to do. Um, I'm sure we'll have a little chat sometime on a, on a warm up somewhere. I'll get a sneaky, oh, sure will, yeah. sneaky <laughs> heads up Thanks, Steve. before everyone else. Um, nice talking to you, New. Thanks. Okay. Well done to everybody. Okay, thank you.
Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me. Sometimes, and I'll find that my mind climbs higher than it should climb. My imagination, I'm contemplating, hesitating on exploiting my mind. Wish you find in time, I will find that will shine when they won't shine. You can put the time on mine. Show me these purple elephants, a twisted intelligence, extension of tolerance, dimension of flowers in my mind. Stop rewind. Now what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why? Subliminal messages can't breathe. Close your eyes. Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. Sometimes our minds play these tricks on us. Sometimes we find that our minds they climb higher than they should climb. Up. Our imagination contemplating, hesitating on exploiting my mind. We should find in time our minds they will shine with the wonder shine. You can put the time on mine. Show me these purple. A twisted intelligence, extension of tolerance, dimension of flowers in my mind. Stop rewind. Now what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why? Subliminal. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Close your eyes. Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Close your eyes. Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. I'm contemplating, hesitating on exploiting my mind, 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 mind.